This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Empire. Betting and social engagement, it's destined for marriage. And so operators are a little bit hesitant about having all of that data flow through. But at the end of the day, right, an engaged sports better is going to be doing that regardless. We're just trying to, you know, pair the group chat, that group chat social experience with, with the bet tracking. That's Ted Mose, CEO and co-founder of Chalkboard, a group vying to bring the sportsbook vibe to your mobile experience. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The legalization of sports gambling has been a big subject on this show for months. The avenues by which it will be utilized in modern broadcasting and technologies, it feels really wide open. Ted Mose sees a hole here, the one where he and his friends are commiserating over betting and at the same time getting some feedback on their decision making. Our guest this week is Ted Mose, who's the CEO and co-founder of Chalkboard, which is a new social sports betting app that is going to bring together social gambling and all your bets in one place. Hey, Ted, how are you? Hey, Bram. Thanks for having me on. All right. Tell me a little bit about the idea behind Chalkboard. What what is it in general? So Chalkboard is the messaging application for sports better. And our story starts as youngsters. We founded this into three of us, so three co-founders. And we grew up together, you know, played sports together, went to high school together. And when we went separate ways for college, we found that sports betting was an incredible, incredible vehicle to stay in touch. We had this iMessage group chat. We had our scores app. Betting on sports every single night, we were living the product before we built it. So in 2019, we had just graduated from school. We kind of looked around the room with the flip of Paxpa and, and realized, hey, you know, again, we've been living this product. Let's go build it. Okay. Um, all right. So let me ask some naive questions that I'm sure you've heard before. How is this yeah. different than being on Twitter and seeing people talk about the game in real time? Yeah, so it's a different form of engagement, right? So what the product that we're building, we're going after groups of friends that live in these group chats and iMessage and GroupMe and Facebook Messenger. We're going after that core type of engagement as opposed to the bigger social networks that are more user feeds and posts and, and video clips, um, so on and so forth. Now, we'll build into that a little bit, but we're going after the gambling group chat first. Um, knowing that this is a, a fairly big cam of, of sports betters enjoying sports betting with friends in these group spaces. So this kind of feels like your fantasy team, like yeah. league. These are the same yeah. people that you're just trying to find a way to stay in touch with using the medium of sports and sports gambling that way. Yeah. So the, the best comp to give you on the fantasy front is sleeper. Um, are you familiar yeah. with sleeper? Yeah. Right? We, inter- we yeah, actually so- interviewed their, their CEO last year on this show. Yeah. Okay, so, so Sleeper's our gold star. Um, and, you know, they, what they've built is they've integrated your fantasy football league group chat, your league group chat, into your season-long fantasy experience. 
So they're a tech-first product. They build social alongside the season-long fantasy. We're trying to do the same thing, but for the sports betting group of friends that you okay. have um, okay. and pair that in the same sort of way. Okay. And in Sleeper's case, they are offering things like do your draft through us. They are going to have a platform for leagues if you're willing to move it off the traditionals, Yahoo, CBS, whoever, ESPN, whoever you're, you're using. Um, in your case, you're not offering bets, right? Like there's no betting provider at this point? That's correct. Yeah, so, so the tool that we've built alongside social, because you got to pair it. You can't just build a messaging app. you gotta, you got to have the sports betting component go with it. The tool that we've built is the user comes to Chalkboard, and they can sync their FanDuel account, their DraftKings account, or BetMGM account. All of their bets flow into a profile for them, right, which is the bet tracker. So that's the automated, automated bet tracker to go with your gambling group chat. So instead of having a season-long fantasy league alongside your group chat, we have this awesome you know, new automatic sports betting bet tracker that comes from the sports books that you're playing on. Okay. So, you know, without going into your business model, it does feel like what is happening here is you're telling major betting operators, we have highly engaged groups of people and you're going to be able to market to them directly if you work with us. Is that a fair way to kind of talk about the monetization model of, because I know you're not doing this just so you can have a place for you and your buddies to hang out. Yeah, so so that's definitely part of it. You know, first and foremost, we're trying to build a sticky product that users love. The monetization model for a social application like Chalkboard will, will likely come at scale. But yeah, what we're trying to prove to the operators is, hey, your players are socializing around the bets that they're placing on your platform, but they're probably playing on a handful of, of apps, right? They're probably on FanDuel, they're probably on DraftKings, they're probably on BetMGM. Chalkboard presents, you know, a centralized place to have all of that data. We're trying to build an experience post them placing their bets. That's really fun, right? That's really engaging. So knowing that, hey, if, if sports betting becomes more social and more fun, they're going to be placing more bets on your platform. And, and, but this is a new competitive potential environment for all the betting operators, for those who know to go line shopping, et cetera, as they try to figure out where they're going to put their money, right? Yeah. So, I mean, line shopping is fairly common. There are a ton of tools that make it easy for users to find the best lines um, based on sportsbook operators and, and the lines that they make available. Chalkboard's going to do some of that. And so operators are a little bit hesitant about having all of that data flow through. But at the end of the day, right, an engaged sports better is going to be doing that regardless. We're just trying to, you know, pair the group chat, that group chat social experience with with the bet tracking. Okay. Um, and, and you mentioned password and all that stuff has gone over and jurisdiction after jurisdiction is changing slowly around the country. How does that affect how, what you're trying to build as it is legalized in certain places and not legalized in other places? Yeah. So we also have a manual bet tracker too. So we have that synced experience for someone that's playing on a legal operator. And then we also have the ability for users to manually track their bets and chalkboard. Um, and so users in California, which is where we founded the business, can do the manual entry to have the same experience with their friends. But what we found, Bram, is that users love the automatic sync experience. Right? Yeah. Most users yeah. like, are like myself that are too lazy to, to input all of that information. Um, so as more states come online, as you can imagine, Chalkboard has the potential to grow with those states as more users come to the market, as they're enjoying FanDuel, as they're enjoying DraftKings and syncing those bets with Chalkboard. And in general, you want this to remain as much as possible an organic space for like-minded people who probably know each other to remain in these chats and not get infiltrated with 
touts outside influence, right? Is that how you're kind of viewing trying to build this thing? Yeah, so we're, we're also building some community spaces. Um, and we've seen Discord and Slack as like these bigger messaging platforms that, you know, communities that are sized, you know, 50 and up, up to like, you know, a couple of thousand living in these Discord channels. So we definitely want to have messaging homes for those groups. But Brim, to be honest, like we, we have, you know, steered clear of, of touting. Um, we absolutely do not want to be a platform where people are, you know, buying and selling picks. That's not, that's not really the market or the type of engagement that we're looking to build for. Um, and there are a lot of apps in our space that are trying to do that. So again, our idea is like, hey, we know that sports betting is happening both at a friend group level and at a community level. Can we build Chalkboard to be a platform that has spaces for both types? And I would think then, then on the other side, um, once you build this and get this community, that this is something you could see integrated with broadcast providers who are trying to continue yeah. engagement and they they need it to be free and clear of 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 relationships because they have their own partnerships. Is that how you're kind of viewing this yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. And we we've had some early conversations with some some teams that are interested as well. I think a lot a lot of key stakeholders in the space are trying to figure out what sports betting engagement looks like yeah. at the consumer yeah. level, right beyond the bet placement. And that's where a chalkboard comes into play is is providing that again legal, free, social, bright space for, you know, all of these different players to get involved. Okay. So that's really interesting. Okay. So there's the broad question that you're trying to answer. How at this juncture are you answering that at what is the social interactivity amongst sports gamblers in this new world where it is not only legalized, but it is promoted by every content provider in sports right now? Yeah. So it's happening um, on every social platform. Right. Gambling Twitter is growing by the day. Discord spaces are popping up. Chalkboard, I mean, platforms like Chalkboard, new startups that are building social for sports betting are, are growing and doing well. Um, and so, that, I mean, that's the question that everyone's trying to figure out. It's like, what does social, what does that engagement that's not the actual bet placement look like at scale? And that is, that is the opportunity that we're trying to solve for. Um, now we hope that chalkboard is the solution, but you know, we, we don't have all to say. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms. When you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You guys are attempting to try to create the virtual sports book where I go with my friends, hang out, you know, doesn't matter who I bet with, but we're enjoying the moment together um, in and around gambling. And you're trying to make that a virtual world for everybody. Correct. That, that, is, that is the perfect way to. Uh, All right. That's What's your background? Are, are you in development and programming? Like, how did you get into this? Yeah. So I was an econ major in school and was preparing to go the, the finance route. I grew up the son of a private equity investor and my mother was a banker. So like my, my route felt uh, predestined to some extent. And so I was an investment banker at Mollis for about a year and a half. And again, this is like right after PASPA had been repealed. And so 
you know, my story is that of, you know, a sports better, a recreational sports better throughout college and an investment banker for a blip in time. And then I realized, hey, this is an opportunity to blend my love for business and my understanding of, you know, how to think through business problems that were inevitably going to be on my plate as a startup founder with the fact that, you know, I've been a young consumer as a sports better for the better half of a decade. I know what this engagement looks like at the user level, at the community level, because this is what I do every single night with my friends. Um, and so that opportunity to blend um, blend both, you know, sets set the backgrounds together was an opportunity that I you know, didn't want to pass up. And so, and in the end, you're taking your background and you're looking at what aspect of this looks like an investable part of the sector, right? Without becoming the literal bookmaker. So how did you end up settling on this aspect of the sports gambling market space as something that you think you'll build and have a 10x, 20x unicorn with? Yeah. So so the reason we land on social is we've grown up on these types of platforms, Graham, right? Like we've grown up in group chats on Snapchat and Instagram, um, all of these various social platforms. We've potted up with friends and participated with content in groups that we have curated ourselves. So knowing that type of behavior and like having that be a part of who we were and how we built friend groups, we did the same thing organically for sports betting, right? So the product presented itself in very obvious fashion to us because we'd already been doing it. But what I'll tell you very quickly is, you know, when I went to quit my investment banking job and I told my my parents that I was planning on pursuing a social concept in the betting space, they were like, what are you doing? Right? Like that, that was... That was a terrible business decision. It was a terrible career decision. My parents were devastated. Um, But again, like now that we're about to be in 2022, there is a lot more visibility into what social looks like in sports betting. Um, But we had that foresight back in 2019, which my parents did not. (laughs) Well, if it makes you feel any better, um, I I wanted to get into television out of college. And I told my parents I was moving to Nebraska from Washington, D.C. to pursue my first job for $14,000 a year. And they also thought I was nuts. And I'm still doing it now. So you know what? (laughs) Sometimes your parents don't have it right. Sometimes you have more energy than your parents do. That's absolutely right. <laughs> um, okay, so you have this idea. You think you're living it. So, you know, you've put all your, you know, your heart and soul and your knowledge of just what you and your friends have been interested in in this space. As you've now brought in some users to this, at least at whatever stage you're in with them, what are they telling you and what are you surprised by that people are saying about being socially engaged in gambling and what they want out of a platform like this? Yeah, so the, one of the uh, biggest mistakes we made in our early days was thinking that we were selling this product to consumers that looked just like ourselves, right? Just younger folks, you know, 20 to 25, we are the sports bettors that are going to change the way that sports betting happens on these platforms. And we're, you know, we're the group that's going to revolutionize the space. As it turns out, everyone bets on sports, right? So we have consumers, we have users that are, you know, 60 plus telling us how much they love being able to be in these group chat spaces with their buddies that they don't see anymore, right? That same thesis, but for consumers that are way older than we were. So we were totally wrong about social being most applicable to the younger generation. Um, you know, the feedback has been really positive about the, the bet tracking in addition to social. So that's what we're going to continue to solve for. Is like, can we get, you know, that social experience to be perfect in addition to 
the bet tracking be automatic. In terms of the bet tracking, that is to so people can judge how they've performed or is that just a separate keeping you in the loop with everything you've done on that day? Yeah. So what's brilliant about the bet tracking um, is it allows us to build around the user. And what I mean by that is if you connect your DraftKings account brand, you're giving us information of the games that you're betting on, yeah. right? Therefore the games that you're tracking, the stats that you care about. So we're then able to build the logic around you and the bets that we know that you're tracking for any given night. And to compare it to an ESPN or a Bleach Report, when you first log into ESPN, they ask you, you know, what teams are you a fan of? Where are you based? Right. And then they build that content stream based around the teams that they, the teams that you know you care about. Yeah. As a sports better, that changes every night. Um, and so bet tracking unlocks that ability for us to show you what we know you care about without you lifting a finger. And in general, the DraftKings and FanDuel's and whoever else in the world, they're okay with this because this is interesting data that you are kind of circumventing and collecting about technically yeah. their users, right? Yeah, they are interested in what we're doing because yeah. they too are trying to solve social. Yeah. Now what scares them, what scares the big operators is they want to own the consumer from 9 a.m. to 1 a.m., right? They don't, a DraftKings, DraftKings doesn't want their players to leave their app ever. Um, but what we found is there is a beautiful marriage or potential marriage between the operators and a social platform like Chalkboard where we're solving for the post that engagement but that post-bet engagement is going to drive users back to those platforms to place more bets because it's more fun, it's more social. Um, and we found that, you know, people don't really want to socialize within the four walls of an operator, right? Like people want to keep that social experience, that us against the sports books, that mentality needs to, you know, be kept outside of the walls of who you're competing against, right? So the sports books are aware of us. We've had conversations with a handful of them. Um, and you know, it's safe to say that they are definitely trying to figure out what social looks like too, because they're, they're building elements of, of chalkboard into their own app. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality is when I go to the craps table, I'm hanging out with my friends, not the pit boss. <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, true. That's the reality um, of it. Yeah. 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 I, I hear you. Okay. All right. This is all very, very cool. Um, and I wish a lot of luck with it. It's a really neat, really cool idea. And it does feel like it's like make it's aging me. It's harking me back to broadcast content and how broadcast providers were suddenly nervous about social media and Twitter and yeah. Instagram and Snapchat and thinking this is diverting attention away from us. And they suddenly realized actually it siphons everybody back into us. And I think you guys are trying to solve that for the sports gambling providers, right? That, that is the perfect analogy, right? And then when we, I mean, we are in the early days of this market, so there, we are going to need the data to back that up with the operators, but that is the end goal. It's like, can we build, can we build a space that is just driving activity for everyone? Ted Mose is the CEO and the co-founder of Chalkboard. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brent. On the next Future Sport Podcast, 2022 will be the year of an NFT tsunami. I think it was around 1998 when Oracle uh, ran a Super Bowl commercial and talked about the infrastructure that they were building for the internet. Now, fast forward to today, 25 years later, give or take, many of the coins are represent a piece of a network that's going to be the infrastructure for the next 20 years. 
That's Steve Ehrlich, CEO of Voyager, where leveraging NFTs and cryptocurrencies are what he believes will be a huge part of the financial lifeblood of sports. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.